0: somebody that's been dead and gone, laying rotten in a grave somewhere, but he's alive today. Amen. Living in his people. Amen. Still doing the same work, still doing the same things in the body of Christ. Amen. Let's just bow our heads today as we take take our hearts to him in prayer. Father, Lord, we just come to you, Lord, and just asking once again that you would help us, Father. You would speak to us, Lord. You would be with us this evening. Lord, that you would minister to hearts and lives. Give us strength, I pray, Father. Lord, we just ask, Lord, that you anoint this word, Lord, that it comes off of our lips, so that it'll not just be me or something I've thought of, it'll be the very thoughts of God. We just commit our hearts to you, Lord. Be with those that are traveling to the different meetings, Lord. Keep your hands on them, we pray. We commit this service to you in Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 12, if you turn the Bible to Luke chapter 12, <clears throat> amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, amen. 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 It's a wonderful oasis to be able to come together in the midweek and amen. just kind of let off the pressure and start worshiping and praising the Lord and letting his presence come around us and. Amen. Here, you know, facts may say one thing, but we're thankful we have the truth. And the truth is what sets us free. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 12 and verse 27. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. Yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Like one of these. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not and they spin not. Amen. We'll let you be seated. <clears throat> I'd like to speak to you this evening on the drawing power of the light. The drawing power of the light. Amen. You know, I also want to read in John chapter 6 and verse 44 it says, No man can come to me except the father which has sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. This word draw, it means to pull upward by inward power it's to lead or to impel. He would also say in John chapter 12 and verse 32, and if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Amen. So I just want to look at this thought on the drawing power of the light. It's amazing that Jesus would use this thought on the lilies and he would say, look at them, consider them, you know, the lilies or, or the plants and things. They don't toll, they don't spin, but yet Solomon, all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Amen. So there had to be something that was causing them to grow. There had to be something that was causing them to come out of the ground to, amen, to come out and then to give, uh, 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 to grow up to a place to where their leaves could come out and the green would turn and, and then it would turn into a beautiful flower and it would show the beauty that was what was on the inside. And we know that we can look and around us and we can see the life that we live we can see in the, in the sun, and the phases of the sun, that's why we have the winters and the falls and, and the summers and the springs is because actually it's the sun that is at the, the angle of the earth as it would turn and it would move, it changes the impact of the sun upon the earth. And therefore in certain seasons you can have growing seasons, in certain seasons you have dying seasons. Certain seasons you have real hot heat and and, and different or more warmth than others you have cold because it's the power of the sun or the effects of the sun and the sun can uh, seeds I've read read today that seeds can lay literally for fifty years hundred years many years and never come to life but once it gets in the right atmosphere or the right place and the right circumstances around it and the sun begins to pull upon it it begins to pull it out of the earth no matter how long it Laid there dead, no longer, no matter how long it was there without life. When that sun began to call for its life, it came to life. Amen. we can say that on our own lives. Many of us laid in darkness. We laid in sin. We laid in unbelief. We laid in places of, of all kinds of things, different walks of life, different places. But every one of us was in darkness. We was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, came in this world speaking lies. So we were all born in darkness. We were all born in a place, amen, seemingly dormant, seemingly no life. But the sun began to pull things out of us that we didn't even know was there. And this is how it is, you know, with a pond lily. You can look at a lily that comes out of a pond and out of the dirt and out of the muck and then the muddy waters all around it, but all of a sudden begins to draw it from the earth and where it's down below fair you can't even see it with your own eyes so far down it's so deep in there you thought there'd be nothing there that would have that kind of life or that kind of beauty but the sun begins to pull it out of that mud and the sun begins to pull it out of that muck and that mire and and things that had cased around it for years and years and years and it begins to draw a life out of there amen out of that darkness and out of that place begins to bring it to the part. Amen. And Brother Brandon will say, when it comes up through all of that and it gets into the presence of the sun, then it's born. And that little seed bursts into life. and, And it goes through all that process. Amen. What makes it do that? He said, it's the sun itself. It's what's drawing it from the mud. It's the sun itself that's drawing it from the filthy waters and the muck. And then it comes forth and it's so happy and so free and so beautiful he said I think that's a beautiful type of the Christian life something is drawing you out of this world Amen. Something is drawing you out of the place that you thought you belonged in. You thought that's who you were. You thought your life was set. You thought that's what you would always be. But something on the inside began to respond to something. Amen. It wasn't you seeking God. It was God seeking you. It was a son seeking that life. Amen. That was laying on the inside of you. Amen. Just like, you know, he said how beautiful it is. And he said, if you try to help it come up, you'll kill it. Amen, it has to move move on its own. It has to respond to the sun on its own, amen. He said, just like a chicken, when it's being born, you ever notice one of those little fellas right on top of his little beak is this little hard spot, amen, as it begins to come into that egg and all the egg begins to rot away, it realizes, I have to get out of here. I have to move out of this place into another dimension. And all those old inner parts of that egg begins to rot, but all of a sudden, something on the inside of that little chicken Begins to say, I got to get out of here. I don't belong in here no more. This is not where I. This is not where I'm going to stay. This might be a temporary place, but this is not my home. And it begins to peck, and it begins to uh, scrape against that old shell, and it begins to try. Amen. They call pipping its way out, and it begins to peck against it. How many's ever seen that? You put in an incubator, all of a sudden that you see that egg. All of a sudden that whole hard shell, it just cracks open. What's happening? That little chicken on the. Inside of there saying, I need out. But there's something drawing it out of there Amen It's not just on its own There's an atmosphere that's pulling it there's a, there's a something on the outside That is greater than the force That's holding it on the inside Amen And I'm thankful to God that When I came to him Amen I knew I realized at one moment This is not who I am This is not who I, where I belong This is not who I'm supposed to be Amen I gotta get out of here And let's take it another step further Amen We're not here We're here in this world for a temporary time in a def- temporary place. But I believe there's some believers that are pipping their way out of here. Amen. This is not where I belong. This is not who I am. This world is not my home. I'm only passing through here. Amen. I'm looking for a way out of here. Amen. Why is it? It is a call from another dimension. It is a pull that is upon our lives. It's not something that we're trying to conjure up on our own or try to do on our own. We can't produce a body change on our own. We can't produce do something on our own but by faith in the word of God that said I'm going to have a bride without spot without wrinkle I'm going to have somebody that's going to be alive and remain and they will be changed and we begin to read that word and we begin to eat that word and we begin to become that word and we go to, and to get peeping against that old dark world that we're in and we're saying this world is not my home there's another place I belong amen there's another place amen that I belong it's God's provided way you try to help him he'll kill him amen that's why preachers amen as we speak you know you have to come you have to die out we can't make you do nothing amen we can pray for you we can ask god to move on your life amen but you have to say i want out of the situation i'm in Amen I want, I want to leave where I'm at And go to where I'm being drawn to I want to be pulled into another place Amen Amen. See you begin to pick the shell off of that person Or that little, that little chicken He'll die He's got to labor He's got to strain He's got to break forth That's the way of a Christian's got to do It ain't somebody just shaking your hands And taking you in You got to lay there Till you die and rot And born into the kingdom of God It's God's provided way we don't go in by a book we don't go in by a shake of hands or a join or a pump up or a pull down you simply have to get away from that old shell hallelujah you have to get away from that old thing and say I don't want to stay here Amen. You know, God is pulling, but you have to respond to the pull. You got to respond to the call. You got to respond to what He has. He says, No better way ever been found. He said, Just like a little dewdrop, it falls to the earth, and when it does, it's born in the night. Amen. Born in the night, born in the darkness. But in the morning, it's laying there cold and shivering on a little blade of grass and hanging on, or maybe hanging on a clothesline. But just as that sun begins to shine, do you notice how happy that little dewdrop gets? It begins to glisten. It begins to quiver. What is it? It knows that the sunlight is going to draw it back to where it was at the beginning. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe that explains some things to some folks. They wonder why we get happy in the presence of God. They wonder why we act like we do in the presence of God. I'm just a little dewdrop, and the sun is shining on me. I can't help but glisten because I know it's pulling me back to where I was in the beginning. Because I wasn't a sinner in the beginning. I wasn't lost in the beginning. I wasn't without God in the beginning. I was in his mind before the foundation of the world. So as every man or woman that's born the Spirit of God. There's something about it when the, that light spreads over us. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. We get happy because we know we're going back to where we came from. From the bosom of God. It can sparkle with joy when the sun hits it, of course, knowing it's going back to where it came from. How I many knows you're going back to where you came from? Amen. This world is not our home. Amen. This atmosphere that we're in is not where we belong. Amen. The sin and all the things around us, it's not who we are. Amen. You know, we know the old seeds, amen, before it become a new seed, it's got got to rot. Amen. It's got to die. We know that to be the truth. It's the same thing with a new birth. You never go back. You go forward to where you're born again. Amen, that's why I think today he says there's not so many genuine new births is because the seed maybe will sympathize with the word or with the preacher, but they don't want to rot away from that old system they're in. That old idea, that old thought, amen, they don't want to let it go. Or that thing that has held them, they don't want to allow it to fall away and to rot out of their lives. They want to act like, you know, when well, I've asked for forgiveness, it's got to be like I was and there's no true repentance. Come on now. Amen. Many of people are sorry just because they got caught. They're not truly sorry to repentance. They're sorry because they got caught. And so they got caught. They want to say, I'm sorry, and go back to what they was. Amen. In the beginning, had the place they had or the position, whether it be a, a preacher or a husband or wife or whatever, they want that same respect. They want that same authority. But that only comes by true repentance. That only comes by dying out and being born again. Amen. They want, don't want to come on it. They want to stay in that old system and claim the new birth or the message of the age. And they found in in Luther, or, Wesley or Pentecost or other places They want to try to hold on to the old system And claim this or claim that But that old system must die It must rot in order to bring forth a new one But they want to cling to it Amen, they want to hold on to it You know, but many people begin to think that Well, I've been seeking God But it wasn't really you seeking God It was God seeking you It was God pulling on you. It was actually God pulling you to the place that you are today. You're not sitting here on this pew because of you. You're not sitting here on this pew because of some person somewhere. You're sitting here because God has pulled you to this place. You're not who you are because of you. You're not who you are in your Christian walk because of what you've done or how hard you work or what you... You're there because God has called you to that place. He's pulling you. No man can come to me except the father draws me. That draws him. You said, oh, I sought God. I went to seeking him. No, no. God's been seeking you. Amen. Not you seeking God. Human nature proves that. We don't have to go back, but just to the beginning of the Bible and see Adam sin. He didn't start hunting God. God, where are you? I need you, God. No, God came looking for him. Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Jesus said, no man can come to me except the Father draws him. Then God draws you first. Hallelujah. He draws you first. Now listen to this. I thought this was interesting. He said, how many here, sinner or saint, has said, I know that God has spoke to me and he's trying to get me to come to his son, Christ Jesus. Let me see your hand. Have you, how many in here has ever felt the pull of God, in other words? Listen to this. He said, just raise your hand, sinner or saint, don't matter who you are. He said, you mean there's only one third of this people that's ever heard God speaking to you to become a Christian? Only one third? He said, I ought to change my text and preach the gospel and call for an altar call. Amen. Every person ought to have the right to hear one time God calling on their life, God pulling on them. Now there are those that heard him many times but refused the call. Amen. They turn it down. He said, "No one can come to me except God. The Father draws him." Jesus said. Then when he comes, I will no wise cast him out. Hallelujah! What a promise that is When you respond to his call He's not going to turn you down When you respond to him And say God I heard you And I'm coming to you As hard as I can come I'm laying aside my old garments I'm laying aside my pride I'm laying aside my unforgiving spirit I'm laying it all down I'm coming to you He said if you'll come like that I won't cast you out Amen. If we could literally see, I know we did it one time in a skit, kind of put it, back, put a, a visual to what really is happening in the other rounds. How many knows that right in this building there's spirits of every kind? Right in this building there's angels, amen, all around. There's a war, spiritual warfare that's taking place. Amen. If we could see what is happening, the Word's going forth, and the Holy Spirit's following the Word, and he's wanting to see it come to pass in somebody's life amen and he's standing there and he's pulling and he's pulling, how many remembers that skid? amen I, I believe it was brother Aaron standing back there pulling pulling, as the preacher was preaching the angel was back there pulling it happens every service there's a pull, there's a call amen, and what, 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 what made you come to an altar not you, there was a pull there Amen, hey, what made you come? come tonight? Not you, there was a pull there. It was a deep that calleth unto the deep. And there has to be a deep to respond. Yes. You say, well, I sought God. No, you didn't, God sought you. It's God seeking you, not you seeking God. You never did it. Your nature is wrong, you're a pig. You don't know any different. Amen, you don't know any different You just live in a pig pen, that's all you know You love it Drink beer, slop around, run to the next man's wife Doing everything you can do to do evil It seems good, old brother, we're having a big time You think it's good But all of a sudden, God knocks at your heart That's what changes everything Hallelujah All of a sudden, you might have been in the middle of a drink But all of a sudden, God started quickening something You don't belong here. This is not who you are. You don't belong in this place. You don't belong in this situation. This is not where you are. This is not who you are. Amen. You're my son. Amen. What is it? It's the Holy Spirit that begins to fall over you and begin to woo and coo unto you and begin to pull, amen, the life that is laying on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Amen. He don't care where he has to go. There's no place too bad that God can't get to a seed of God. There's no darkness too dark that he can't go beyond and pierce through it and come to that seed and say, hey, I'm knocking at your heart. Amen. You don't have to stay where you are. That's not who you are. Get up. There's better in the father's house. God knocks at your heart. That's what changes everything. Not you knocking at God. God's knocking at you. Amen. Amen. Adam never knocked at God's heart. God was knocking at Adam's heart. That's right, before Adam could be a son of God God had to knock at his heart Because you become a son Before you can become a son of God God has got to knock at your heart Many people say, well I sought God I sought God, I sought God That's error, God sought you Not you seeking God It wasn't Adam running up and down the garden Hollering, Father, Father Where art thou? It was God screaming Adam, Adam Where art thou? Hallelujah. I'm so thankful he called my name. Hallelujah. Amen. He reflected that what all man was. Adam did a runner, a fighter, instead of a man coming right out and confessing his wrong and being honest before God. He tries to hide back behind some kind of fig leaf affair, some man-made thing. It's still in the nature of man to do it. It's just in him trying to do it himself instead of just saying, I'm wrong. God, help me, I'm wrong. Instead of just taking God at his word, he tries to bypass it. He tries to live with that unforgiveness and still be a Christian. Hello? He still tries to do all those things and still have a form of godliness. Shall we read it? What is it, 2 Timothy 3? Perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parent, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, trady, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than love of God. Having a form of godliness. He didn't say some He said all of these are doing that But they have a form of godliness They're all doing that but they're in church They're all doing that But they're still proclaiming a a part of Christianity They're all doing that But they're saying I'm going in a rapture They try to bypass it Instead of just taking God and his word Instead of just saying you know what I was wrong I don't need to hold this no more I'm going to let it go God help me. Ministers today, many of them trying to find a way to bypass divine healing. They're trying to find a way to bypass the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's no way to bypass it. People will go on receiving it just the same. Hallelujah. I love that. That's the words of the prophet. He said, They're trying to bypass divine healing. They're trying to bypass the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but there's no way to bypass it. People will go on receiving it just the same. Yeah. Because it's a promise of God, and His word will be fulfilled. Yeah. Jesus said, We wouldn't argue with Jesus, would we? Say it again no man can come to me except my father draw him first. Then it was God knocking on your heart, not you seeking God. It was God seeking you. Amen. See, the covenant is to you also as it was with Abraham. Listen, it wasn't Abraham looking for God. It was God looking for Abraham. Abraham probably would have been just satisfied living his life out in Ur, But God came looking for him. God began to pull on him and say, Abraham, I got something better for you. I'm not going to get into all that because we know what the pastor has been preaching on. Amen. But see, the light of God began to draw him out of the place that he was into the promised land. Amen. It wasn't Abraham looking for God. It was God looking for Abraham. It was God pulling on him and saying, come walk with me. Amen. It wasn't Rebecca that was looking for God that day. It was the Angel of Light, the Angel of God that came down, and Brother Branham would say, he beat Eliezer to the well by about thirty minutes, and it began to pull and begin to pulsate there at the well, calling that heart. Amen. Rebecca might have been happy, knitting, or cooking or whatever she was doing. Hey, were there doing whatever, her normal duties of the day. Amen. And working just as hard as she could work. Amen. But all of a sudden, something began to pull. Yes. Something began to pulsate on the inside of her. Go to the well. Go to the well. Go to the well. I ain't, it ain't time to go to the well. I don't want. I, I got other things to do. Go to the well. Go to the well. I can't go right now. I got this to do. Go to the well. What was it? It was an angel sitting over there at the well and saying, come on, Rebecca, I got a visitation for you. You can't miss it you got to be at this place so I can reveal to you who you really are and what your purpose really is. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You thought you was a druggie. You thought you was a drunkard. You thought you was somebody else down in the world and down in sins. Or maybe you thought you was a Baptist or, or Methodist or Presbyterian or Catholic. But all of a sudden, the angel of God came to a well and it began to send a pulsation of light and it began to go down to the darkness where you was at and begin to call and it began to call you it began to pull on you it began to draw you out of where you was to where you are now hallelujah and every devil in hell tried to put his face in, there, in your path he tried to stand up and say no you can't go but that light was greater than he was and it kept pulling and it kept drawing and it kept pulling and it kept drawing It pulled you into justification. It pulled you into sanctification. It pulling you into the Holy Ghost. And one of these days, in that final pull, it's going to pull us out of these old mortal bodies into immortality. He reached down and chose you. You never chose him. He chose you. Mercy. Out of the millions in the world today, out of the billions in the world today, he chose you. Because he put your name on the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. That's what the Bible said. Before there was a world, he chose you. Before there was sin, he chose you. Before there was demons, he chose you. And he don't change his mind. Oh, we ought to better rejoice on that one. Even when you wasn't sin, he didn't change his mind. Even when you did run straight away from him, he didn't change his mind. Even when you was clouded up with every darkness and every kind of doubt, every kind of spirit of hell, he didn't change his mind. He just kept pulling. He just kept drawing. Amen. He just kept moving. Amen. Kept bringing you to the place where you're at. Amen. You say, well, Brother Timothy, I'm not worthy of this. Amen. None of us are worthy of this. It ain't about whether we was worthy or not. It was he chose me. Amen. It isn't about, amen. You say, well, I'm not worthy of healing. It ain't about whether you're worthy of healing or not. It's about is the lamb worthy of the giving of the healing? Is he able to provide it? Is he powerful enough? Is the blood? And we know the answer to that. Yes, he is. Amen. So it's not about us being worthy. That's the devil's thinking again. He's trying to put the spirit of unworthiness upon our young people that they don't feel worthy enough, amen, to be born again. They don't feel worthy enough to be in church. They don't feel worthy enough, amen, to be in the family they was born in. You wasn't born in the family you're born in, amen, because you was worthy enough. You're not sitting on this pew because you're worthy enough. You're sitting there because God chose you to be there. And if God chose you to be there, there ain't enough devils in hell that can and keep you from your place, Amen. Because we got a lamb who is worthy. Hallelujah! You know we can we know the story of the old covenant when the, that little mule was born out in the pasture during the night, during darkness said I don't know whether you ever formed in the farm or not but this mule was born with floppy ears horrible looking mule cross-eyed knock-kneed and bow-legged tail stuck straight up in the air what a horrible looking thing he can look around his mammy and say you know what as soon as this master comes out of the house he'll knock me in the head I'm not even worth eating I'm not even worth the food I, I could provide I'm no good but if this mammy was really instructed she'd say wait a minute son just a minute I'm going to tell you something you don't know that's what I want to tell you see you don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. You were born under a birthright. And when the master of the house, I don't care what you look like, but when the master of the house comes out, he gotta see he's got a new mule born. Then the thing he has to do is get a lamb without blemish and take that perfect lamb, and he dies so you can live. And when that little mule began to hear those words, he could kick up his heels and have a big time. Amen. It's not me that's worthy. It's not me that looks good enough or acts good enough, it's a lamb that's worthy and he's called me by name he said that's the way it is with us we're imperfect we have imperfections no good born in sin shaped in iniquity come to the world speaking lies we were no good to begin with but I want you to understand something God don't look at you he came looking for you <laughs> Hallelujah. He don't look at you and inspect you and say, "Well, is he worthy enough to receive my grace?" Let me see. He wouldn't find anyone worthy enough. There ain't a person in this building that's worthy enough of what we've received. As far as on our own human, on human genealogies or human abilities or human works and things we ain't none of us worthy of the grace that we have received. But he didn't come looking at you. He's already looked at something. He looked at a lamb that was hung on a tree. And he said, that lamb was perfect. And that blood came rolling down on that earth. What was that blood doing? It began to speak better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel began to speak in murder and and hatred and and jealousy. That's what the blood of Abel spoke. But when the blood of Jesus came down, he began to speak out names that were redeemed before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. That blood began to call out your name. And it's been going for 2,000s of years through every church, calling out the names of the seeds that were down there in the darkness. He came looking for you He looks at the sacrifice But he's looking for you He looks at the lamb But he's looking for you Because when he sees you He don't see you, he sees Christ Jesus died for you Now if you could find some fault with Jesus Then your healing might not be right If you could find fault with him Then things might not be perfect If you could find fault with him Then maybe there's nobody worthy but he called you by his grace. Not that you would, but it was God, if God would. And God would. He has called you. He has pulled you. He has brought you to this place. And if he's brought you here to this place, don't think he's going to forget about you. Don't think he's going to draw you right here to the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the things of God and the promises of God. to say That's it, we're all done and we're all finished. No, he's still pulling He's still drawing, amen, he's still calling. When God speaks, he begins to pull. The light begins to go forth. It's good as finished right there. So he goes on, he says, so how in the world are you gonna stamp out the baptism of the Holy Ghost? How in the world are you gonna stamp out all the gifts? How are you gonna stamp out the church? You can't do it. God spoke it. It's going to be. It's settled. Certainly, it'll materialize somewhere in someone. (laughs) Then when God foresaw by his foreknowledge how he redeemed the world of sin and corruption, he slayed Christ before the foundation of the world when he spoke the word 4,000 years before it was manifested. So what are you scared about? What are you afraid to take his word? Don't be afraid. Call the thing right. I'm an heir. Why are you an heir? Because I've been made an heir through Christ Jesus. Jesus. Not because I'm worthy enough, but because he's worthy enough. I am an heir. Oh, I don't, you say, I know I don't deserve it, but I'm an heir. I receive it. There you are. I am an heir of the Holy Spirit. I am an heir of salvation. I am an heir of the Holy Ghost. I am an heir of healing and deliverance. That is my portion given by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm an heir to old perfect assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. An heir of salvation. Satan can't stand that. But let me tell you, he's a defeated being. He's tried to stop it, but he's nothing but a bluff. Jesus paid the price and he called us by his grace. We're an heir. What a perfect setup that is. He's already defeated. I didn't have to defeat him. Christ defeated him. I'm just claiming my own God-given privileges. That's all I have to do. Brother Branham would talk about a little man, a little colored man was being ordained one day and the elder standing around and said, Lord, wrap him up in burlap sacks, pour carousel on him and set him afire for the gospel. He said, that's what we need today is on fire. Turn him loose and let him run. He said, I used to brand calves. We'd take a calf. I know you've roped and hog-tied many one, I guess. We used to brand them down. Someone said to me, aren't you ashamed to pack that iron and stick it to his side? I said, nope. I stuck it on the side. He had a kicking fit. He squalled and battled. He turned loose. He had a spasm. Boy, he could run. But he always knew he, who he belonged to from then on as long as he lived. I tell you, brother, it takes a lot of grace to come up to the altar and stay there till the Holy Ghost burns a seal down in you. You may scream, you may cry, you may act funny, but you know who you belong to from then on. For you're sealed into the kingdom of God by the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit came to seal those who God foreknew, who he called. He didn't just come down, Jesus, and say, I'll die. Maybe somebody will have pity and look on me and say, well, I suppose maybe if they think i suffered so much, it'll break their hearts and they'll come. No, no, you, won't, you wouldn't come anyhow, no matter how sad it looked. Amen. There's plenty of people that watched the crucifixion that, what was the name of that one? The Passion. And saw the, how they portrayed it and walked away from there Maybe said I'll never do something or maybe didn't even never feel nothing. It wasn't going to be good enough to just go up there and die. Maybe maybe if I suffered enough, it'll break their hearts and they'll come. No, we're pigs born in a manure pile. He can just tell you right quick, if he could talk, I'll tend to my business and you tend to yours. That's what a pig would say. Oh yeah, we got pigs in church. Don't get on that preacher. That ain't none of your business. Maybe it ain't the preacher, maybe it's God. But it takes a conversion. God has to do it. No man can come to Jesus except God draw him first. It takes the work of the Holy Spirit to even turn your heart. It takes God. Someone said, I sought God, and I sought, no, no, God is seeking you. You're not seeking God. God is seeking you, all right? The Holy Spirit does just, doesn't just come in and take any kind of wife. It doesn't just come take somebody that smokes, somebody that drinks, somebody that lives immoral, somebody that carries along with all kinds of worldly things. Because it said, if you love the world and the things of the world, the love of God is not even in you. But the Holy Spirit comes in the seal in the body, the wife of Jesus Christ, that he foreknew before the foundation of the world by being God, by God. By him being God in foreknowledge, he could see who would receive him and who will not receive him. Amen. So the Holy Spirit comes to get that bride. That's the one he takes in. Notice he said it's called, it's by the Holy Ghost. I love this part. It's, got, it's kind of tickled me, blessed me because last, last Wednesday, you know, I sang that song, I'm bound for the nursing home. I figured somebody would try to say I was being sacrilegious. Well, I want to let you know Brother Branham did that too. I found it today. He said, I used to sing a little song, Come and dine." He said, but we changed it up a little, sang it a little different. He said, forgive me if I stumble you. Come and join the pastor called, Come and join. You can have your ice cream suppers all the time. Tell all the dirty chokes, chew a cud and puff a smoke. Oh, the pastor calls the congregation, come and join. <laughs> God is not wanting us to join. He's wanting us to dine, to feed on the lamb, to feed on his body, to receive strength from his spirit, to be changed to come and not remain the same. You know, we get the song, just as I am, without one plea. We sing that, and they sing it for many years, just Lord gonna take me just as I am. Saying, I'm not gonna change. He's just, I'm gonna be a Christian. I'm gonna say I'm a Christian. I'm gonna confess the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm gonna be saved, but I'm gonna remain the same that I am because he's gonna take me just as I am. God wants more than just as you are. Why would he call you out of mud For you to remain in mud Why would he call you from being a pig For you to still live like a pig What a difference Take a man as long as he got a little money Can pay him put him him on the deacon board Got two or three wives don't matter They're influential men in the city I don't care if the city hates them I want them influential in heaven where the Holy Spirit is, where they can have some influence among the people, but it's just come and join. He said, I asked a girl sometime ago, are you a Christian? She said, I have you to understand I'm an American. Like that has anything to do with it. She was in Switzerland. Like that had anything to do with it. Brother Bosworth asked a woman one time, I'll give you to understand I'll burn a candle every night. Now, Like that has anything to do with God, I want you to be born again. And he's calling you out of that life of sin. God is calling and looking for his own. His voice has a purpose. It, it, it's, it's not just a broad, as far as a broadcast. Yes, so he'd love to see the whole world saved. But it's going to very specific places. And very specific people. We read about in Genesis 1 and verse 2. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Amen. And the word was the beginning. The word was with God. And the word was God. That word was a thought expressed. But that thought expressed became a word and went out, let there be. But the spirit of God was sent to make sure it was fulfilled. Amen. He, says, he said, may I go on record when that word goes out, there isn't enough power and hell that can ever defeat the purpose of God. God will do it anyhow. See, God put seeds in darkness. He put seeds upon that formless earth and that voided earth and full of just covered with chaos and water. But why would he throw his seeds in such a place? Why would he put them in such darkness and such chaos? Why would he put them there? Because he knew his power to draw them out was greater than the power of darkness to keep them. Hallelujah. Why would he put seeds in Laodicea in the darkest ages ever been? Because he knows his power to draw them out is greater than the power to keep them there. And he'll draw them out of every walk of life. He'll draw them out of the streets and off the, off the highways and the byways. His word is gonna go forth and it will bring forth a people a bride for this age. And it's doing so even now. God looked over this bleak earth. It wasn't nothing but one great big ball of turmoil and water and chaos. God sent the Holy Spirit to the earth. The Logos, that light that went out of God and it began to brood over the earth. Now, the word brood means to make love or to coo like a dove. He said, Let there be life. Amen. And that light went out and it began to put its wings. Brother Brown said, We draw a picture like a big, big, two big wings. They just put their arms around the earth. And they go, coo, coo, coo. And in that darkness was seeds. In that darkness was, in that chaos seemed like nothingness. It began to bring it to peace and tranquility with his arms wrapped around the earth. It began to bring it to, out of chaos and begin to bring creation upon the earth. And it was cool and it was brooding. It was bringing. And he said, It's the same thing when the word goes forth. Amen. The Holy Spirit is there to wrap his arms around somebody. The word knows where it's sent to. Amen. The word is, goes out, it's not just sent out for just any reason, the word is always for a purpose. Amen. A man who preaches something is don't just get up and say, well, I'm just going to come up here and just say some things, you know, but God has begun to deal on his heart for specific things. And God begins to pull this one off of that one. And that one out of this job and that one thought they couldn't make it to church that night. Thought there wasn't no way. But all of a sudden, something said, like, I got to get to church. I got to be there. I, I can't miss tonight. I, I, I want to receive something. I, I got something in store. I feel it. What was it? It's the coup of the Holy Spirit. It knows what is fixing to come forth. Therefore, it begins to prepare a bedding ground. It begins to prepare a place for the word to have preeminence, for the word to be fulfilled. Amen. And that's that's why when you feel that tug and you feel that, Brother Branham said, I'll tell you what Brother Branham said. He said, if you got the Holy Ghost, when the doors are open, that tug is too great for you to stay home. Amen, it'll you'll be a pull, it'll pull you It'll draw you, it'll, it'll come And you'll come sometimes in your work clothes You'll come without a shower That's not what it's all about anyway I want to hear from God I want to receive something from God I want to see what, who I am I want to see where He's do, what he's doing And the Holy Spirit this whole time there If you could see him at, at work He's had his wings wrapped around you and you're going through hell, seems like, and you're going through turmoil, and your life seems to be flipped around. And the Holy Spirit's, woo, woo. I'm bringing something out of this situation. Just hang with me. Woo. I'm going to bring something out of this moment. Just stay with me. Woo. God pulling the light, drawing something out of your life, out of the darkness that's around you. He said I want to make this mental picture We're going to make it like wings His great wings around the earth Brooding, making love cooing Come, come, come The Father has ordained you Come The Father has called you Come The Father has placed you in a position Come He said I hope that's sinking in He said it ain't just there cooing anymore It's right here tonight Saying, come, there's more for you. Come, drink of water. What what called that woman to the well? There was a man sitting there on that well. He said, I had need to go to Samaria. And his disciples said, well, what's in Samaria? Well, there happened to be a little soul down there that was covered in a lot of darkness. But those words went out, I got a need to go. That need was her. And that word went to that need and began to pull her. Begin to call her. Maybe she wasn't going to go to the well that day. I don't know. Maybe she was just going to do it later. But at that moment, something began to move on the inside of her. And it began to pull her to that place. What was it? That word went out, but the word don't just go out. It's accompanied by the Spirit of God. And it began to pull that woman out of the place that she was in, into the presence of Almighty God. Oh, hallelujah. Don't you realize what's happening on a Wednesday or a Sunday or, or when you get in your car and you feel, I got to listen to a tape. I got to do this. I got to read my Bible. It's the cooling of the Holy Ghost trying to pull something out of your life. Yes, trying to pull fruit, trying to pull flowers, trying to pull life. After a while, petroleum started coming up. A little bit of this, little Easter lily all of a sudden popped out of the ground. Holy Spirit cooing. A come up. And azalea. It must have been somewhere around Louisiana. Other bushes. Then along came vegetation. The Holy Spirit brooding. Then after that vegetation came trees and plant life. Afterwards, birds began to come out of the dust of the earth. The Holy Spirit brooding them together, sent them into the air. Then came along animal life. Out of that dust stepped forth a lion. Out of that dust stepped forth an elephant. Out of that dust stepped forth everything that was in the mind of God. That Holy Spirit was brooding it out of that earth. After a while came human life and all of our bodies was laying right there in the earth. At that day. But it wasn't time yet for your seed to come up. It wasn't time for you to come into manifestation. He had a specific time. That he wanted this specific species. To come at a specific time. So it could be able to withstand. Withstand. It's surroundings. Do you know they do that? They, they, they make seeds. You know, man just perverts. Call it hybrids. And he, but he's doing it for a reason. He's not doing it just to try to, maybe maybe some of them do, but they're really looking, amen, to see if they can make it maybe weather resistant or bug resistant or, uh, you know, parasite resistant or, or, to, or, or, or to, to make it where it'd be more healthy and in this climate or in this environment. They're trying to make it where they can, you know, maybe they, maybe, uh, let's just say citrus or something couldn't grow in a certain area. So they tried to change it a little bit so it could grow in that area. But God didn't do it by perversion. He did it by conversion. (laughs) <laughs> and he knew I have seeds laying there that are going to be powerful enough to withstand everything the devil has to ha- offer them. Amen. And I'm going to bring them up at a certain time. Nope, it ain't their time yet. Right now is Adam's time. Right now is Eve's time. Right now is a- Abel's time. Right now is Moses t- or a- Abraham's time. Right now is Moses' time. And right now, and it keeps coming and keeps down all the way. And even Brother Brown said that Holy Spirit began to brood a blood cell. To where it created a blood cell Inside of a little virgin To bring forth his own body That he could live in Amen what was it He's brooding He's calling He's bringing them up Out of the dust of the earth Amen Out of the place of darkness Out of the place of chaos Out of the place of impossibilities God, The Holy Spirit is saying Hey what I've got Is greater than what's holding them the drawing power that's, that's is able to draw them out of the darkness. You can see it. You can see when concrete's covering a seed of grass. Amen. If that seed is ordained to life, it'll crack concrete. i seen a picture one time of a tree that burst open a rock and came. How many has ever seen that picture? It's pretty popular. Came right up through a rock. What was it? That seed was ordained to life. And there wasn't enough that could be put on top of it to keep it to come into life. That ought to give us some victory tonight. Amen. Maybe, maybe we ain't seen those seeds come up, but just give the Holy Spirit time. He's still wooing. He's still calling. He's still bringing them. He's still calling them. He's still cooing. And one day that seed's going to come to life. So don't ever give up hope. It don't matter how dark it is. It doesn't matter how deep they may sink. It doesn't matter how far off they may be. Amen. If they are ordained to life, and I believe my children are, I don't know about you, but I believe my children are because the promise is unto me and my children. Hallelujah, amen, so it doesn't matter how much gets on top of them and how deep they've seen to be covered, but when that sun begins to pull on their life, they can be in a drug house somewhere, they can be in a bar room somehow, they can be in a wherever, amen, in the darkest of the poor corners of the earth, but that's so, uh, Holy Spirit begins to wrap his arms around them. Cool, cool, cool. Because he knows what's calling is greater than what's holding He knows where his seeds are. He's not like humanity that can forget and and just say, well, I lost them. I don't know where I put them. Uh, I don't know about you, but that's pretty easy to do nowadays. Got something you're trying to put up somewhere and you put it up too good. Like, man, I just saw that the other day. What'd I do with it? Where did I put it? <laughs> and then I, and then I heard this uh, statement many times as a kid. Well, if it had been a snake, it would have bit you. You're looking and you're looking right up. God doesn't do that. He knows where you're at. He knows. Well, he, he's not forgot one of his. He said, could a mother forget a suckling child? Maybe. Maybe so. But I'll never forget you. Because your names are engraved in the palms of my hands. He knows where you're at. He knows what it takes. He knows how, how to get you to the place you're at. Amen. Or place you need to be. Amen. We look at this. Amen. The Father is drawing. He's calling. Amen. He's calling the seeds to life. Let me go on down for a minute. He said he would brood until Adam would come out, someone he could fellowship with. Someone in his own image. Someone in his own likeness. And he said there was nothing greater for the father and he loved to do was to come down in the evening time and say, Adam, my child, did you have a good day today? Did you have a good time? How was your day? Tell me about it. Tell me what you've been going through. Tell me how you dressed the garden today. Tell me where you put things. Yeah, that's exactly how I'd have done it. Fellowshipping. There was something in him, a desire to fellowship. And this is what he's doing in this age, in this time. He's drawing people to a place of fellowship. It's the drawing power of the light. He wants to come down to you and say, how's your day going? What you've been through, my child? let me help you with that let me take your burdens let me load, lighten your load just come to me just come you don't have to stay there you don't have to stay in that doubt and fear let me take it you don't have to stay in that depression let me have it you don't have to stay in the situation you're in I got something better for you I'm the ever present help in the time of trouble I'm your God and he's cooing and he's wooing and he's telling you service after service after service. Just ask and you'll receive. Come on, Just ask. Just ask that your joys may be full. Just ask that you can receive, so just ask me. He's calling? Just ask. Lord. It's all he wants. Lord, I I got this situation. Can you help me with it? And he's pulling. And he's wooing. It's the drawing power of light. He's calling you out of that dark spot in that dark place. Just this past camp, just to give you a personal testimony musicians can come. Went through... Very difficult time, as y'all know. It started even over over into 2020, where my wife would be put in the hospital. And uh, with uh, COVID, come very close to dying, closer, closer than I ever wanted her to. And then that same week, not getting much sleep with her in the hospital and me at home. And same week, I'd get a woke up in the early morning by phone call from my father. My mother was having a, a seizure. We didn't know what it was. So for for weeks and months, 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 wasn't able to rest because of those traumatic things. Had gotten a few phone calls from Ruth. Just not been able to breathe and pray for me during the night. So from that, it would just begin to snowball as we went through the things we went through to my mom's death and and not even realizing the burden that was there and the the pain that was there and the heartache was there. It was just almost crushing. Other things would go on. It would even add to the burden and the crushing. But on Saturday morning, I was out in the audience and uh, something began to say to me, Brother Andrew needs a drink. Brother Andrew needs a drink. Go get him a drink. Go get somebody to give him a drink. He's doesn't he's, he give him himself. So here I am thinking I'm just going to give a drink. And I go through the back and reach in the cooler they had there and grab a Gatorade. Around Brother Aaron standing there and I said, Brother Andrew needs a drink. And I walked, just walked through the curtain I walk around the corner, and I come right up to him. I say, here, buddy, here's your drink. He grabbed a hold of me, and he began to speak life into me. What I thought was just a drink. What I thought was just my own doing, my own own unction, my own. But it was actually the angel calling me, and God delivered me in that moment. And I want to thank him for it. sometimes you think it's just yourself. It ain't just you. It's God pulling. It's God calling. It's God moving. You think, well, I'm just going to go do. No, it's God moving behind the scenes because he wants to minister to you. It's by our hands. It takes the brooding of the Holy Spirit to bring in the fellowship of God to give you eternal life. You say, "Well, I'm a great teacher of theology." It doesn't mean that to God. Your own ideas doesn't mean nothing to God. Except a man be born of the Spirit and water, he'll know wise enter in, in. How smart you are has nothing to do with it. Well, I belong to a church. I've spoken in tongues. God wants to draw you. How many have felt this pull tonight? Don't ever take that for granted. Don't ever take that for granted. There's thousands, millions, even billions of people that's never felt that. Never felt what it was like for the Holy Spirit to pull Want to draw you to himself. Want to draw you into another place. Want to draw you out of this dimension into another. Out of this old wretched, filthy world. Oh, we're coming back. We're going to go have a feast with him, a honeymoon. Don't you feel his pull tonight? I want to be real honest and say, Lord, I feel your pull to move up another step, to move up another notch. I I just want to respond to you, Lord. Not to preachers, not to me, it's to him. Don't ever get in your mind that you're lifting your hands to a man. It's not to a man, it's to God. God, I, I want to move on closer to you. Draw me. Draw me into fellowship. May I yield myself to you, Lord. Grant it, Father. It's the drawing power of the light. Take another step. Don't ever get comfortable where you're at. Get in a comfort zone. and Well, I've been serving God for 20 years, and I'm okay. No, take another step. Take another drink. Get a refreshing of the presence of the Lord. They draw me, Lord, into that refreshing place, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Father, hands lifted all over this place, Lord. My hands lifted up, Jesus. Draw me, Father, closer to your Lord. Lord, into higher heights. Closer and closer to that other realm, Lord. Fathers, we get prepared to step over out of, immortality, out of mortality into immortality. Oh God, a blending of dimensions, Lord. This world, Lord, is just burning and chaos and things around, and, but it's darkness you're calling to light. Seeds to take another step, another growth, another moving towards you. Lord, don't let us ever get stale in our walk with you, God. Stagnant, living on yesterday's manna. But God, we got a right every day to have a fresh, a fresh and renewing of your spirit. God, granted, I pray to the hands that were lifted. Lord, if they feel to be drawn, Lord, to an altar, Lord, the altar's open. But Lord, may they be drawn to where you're calling them to. To that place, Lord, they can find you, and to give more of their self to you. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: The... Yes, Lord.
0: Oh.